0: What is up, you beautiful butthole? This is the Two Ugly Bastards podcast. I am one of your hosts, the uh, Redneck Yankee, and alongside of me, I have the Redneck Gnome. What up? And tonight, we will be on topic of 2000s fans, no particular order and everything like that. Um, But first off, we want to give shout outs and acknowledgments to two people in the music industry who we recently lost over the last week. Um, The first one is English guitarist Jeff Beck, and the other one who is more recently is the daughter of the king of rock and roll, Miss Lisa Marie Presley.
1: Yeah, sad day for music, finding out about both of them. Yes, um, yes it was. I mean, Jeff Beck is just an absolute legend on the guitar. I mean, from all his solo work, working with the Yardbirds. I mean, dude's played with Clapton. I mean, with Clapton, he's he's done so much stuff. Um, And then just... You know, it it happened quick when he went, and it was just really sad to hear about that. And then, same thing with Lisa Marie. Um, whenever I read about that, like it was just a headline that popped up. Um, it just it shocked the shit out of me.
0: Yeah, I think it. I think it uh, shocked the shit out of a lot of people too, especially when. That same day she went in and for cardiac arrest, and then later that night, early the next morning, her mom announced that she had passed. So it I think that shocked the world quite a bit, to be honest with you. But hey, I look at it this way, when it's your time to go, it's your time to go.
1: Yeah, I mean don't really have any control over it. If it's that time, it's that time.
0: Just hate yeah. to see it. Yeah, unfortunately. But like I said, we still have some great living legends around there for now. Knock on wood. Fortunately, I don't have wood, so I'm going to knock on a foam marble table.
1: So I'll knock on a washing machine because I'm recording this out of my laundry room.
0: Hey, okay, there you go. Whatever works. All right. But anyways, like I said, tonight or today or this afternoon, whichever you guys will be listening to, we... Tonight, though, are going to be talking about bands from the early 2000s and mid-2000s. Now, we both have very, very complicated and compiled lists, so this might be a two-parter. You, you never know. Um, none of these bands are going to be in any order from, say, top 20 to top 1 or... Vice versa, like that. They're just gonna be named off. We're gonna shoot the shit, talk about them, and whatnot. Um, also, real quick, we're gonna plug. Don't forget, we do have a Facebook page. Um, if you are interested, please go like, subscribe, like it. Do whatever you want. Um, it is the capital T U P S podcast because unfortunately facebook is a bastard and will not let us put the two ugly bastards podcast as the name so if you would go please like it uh, check it out Uh, we do have a poll up there right now so go check that out and yeah feel free to comment on any of the posts you want argue say what you liked about the shows or what you don't like we might message back
1: you never know we might. It depends on if we're feeling froggy or not, especially if you want to come for a fight. I mean, I'll sit there and argue with you in the comments. It'll be fun. Yes,
0: so will I. And if we deem your comments a little too obnoxious or annoying, we will tell you to go fuck off. And yeah, have a great day. All right. So, Mr. Gnome, do you want to start us and take us away?
1: Uh, yes. Yeah, so... When I start thinking about two thousand rock bands, um, weirdly enough, the first one that popped into my head was a band from like early two thousands, and they were popular up until about I don't know oh eight oh nine, and then they just kind of fell off a little bit. Um, but like I said, weirdly enough, Hoobastank.
0: Yep. Yep, you're you're right about there. They they did kind of fall off there for a while, you know, fall off around 07, 08. Yeah, like right after The
1: Reason came out and everybody got sick of hearing it, then they just kind of disappeared and nobody really heard anything else from them. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that there aren't people out there still following them, but for me personally, like, I never heard anything. But for me, it was songs like Crawling. Um, uh, oh, geez, I lost my train of thought. So yeah, Crawling in the Dark, Running Away, songs like that that really make me think thousands that you know, post grunge kind of sound.
0: Yep. That's what and popped I mean, into my head. And you can also argue too that um, they're kind of also one thing to wonder because really their only biggest song that they had was The Reasons.
1: Well, I don't know if it was like their only biggest one that they ever
0: had. Um, but, yeah, think is another one I remember. I remember them. I was in middle school when they were like still still kind of big, but not really. And that's when they started to, you know, that's when they were in their heyday and in, in their prime. Um, another one that I can think of off the top of my head, you know, off of my list, and I've got a whole bunch of them that You know, really, everybody was getting down into them in uh, early 2000s and and whatnot. And they recently just came back and did a tour, was uh, My Chemical Romance. Yes. Oh, man. Like,
1: okay, so their first album, um, like, it was different from what a lot of people think of when they think of my chemical romance now. Um, and they were just getting started. They really had no like direction in their music. They were just, they had songs, they started writing them down, they started playing them, but it wasn't as well composed. But you know, when you think back on where it's come since then and that first album I brought you my bullets, um, like it had some really good, really good songs on it. Um, Demolition Lovers and um, Head First for Halos. Uh, What's the other one? Why is my Google not supporting me right now? Curse you, Google. Curse you. Um, Vampires Will Never Hurt You, Drowning Lessons early sunsets over Monroeville, like the whole album, I can listen to pretty much any album by them though, start to finish and just be as happy as can be. But my all time favorite album by them was three cheers for sweet revenge. I know, I know the black parade was when they really started popping off, but three cheers, the one right Mm -hmm. before that, my gosh, if you want good emo
0: feels, that's where you. Yeah. Yeah, the Black Parade is, I think that one is just what got everybody everybody going, liking them even more and whatnot. But, yeah, I'm surprised, like, they only put out four albums and then just kind of was like, okay, yeah, we're done. But what really surprised me is when they came back in 2019, late 2019, early uh, 2020. Yeah, around that time, they were starting to do
1: tours again. Um And, I mean, during that time, though, like, Gerard Way, the lead singer, he had even tried doing some solo stuff. He continued working on comic books for anybody that doesn't know. He he was a comic book writer, and uh, during their hiatus, he he continued to go back on that. Anybody who loves um, Umbrella Academy, yeah, that guy. He's that guy. So... um. Yeah, it's just phenomenal that they are coming back and they've got new music out now. It makes my heart happy. Yes, it does. Another one that comes to mind for me, um, and and this one's kind of a toss-up because even though they were around in like the early 2000s, um, it was like 2008 or so when they really started getting popular, but it still counts for me like, my consideration of early two thousands from like 2000 to 2010. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But Kings of Leon.
0: Okay. I really wasn't a big Kings of Leon fan. Never really listened to a lot of their stuff, but yeah, I can, I can dig it. Uh, Not a big fan. What's wrong with you? Hey, I just, I mean, Kings of Leon just back then just really wasn't on my radar. Like the only time, you know, Hey, hey, call it like it is, but, I mean, they just really weren't on my radar, per se.
1: See, and that's why your cornbread don't taste good. It's because you ain't living life, right? (laughs) Hey, I don't make the cornbread. My wife does. Well, that explains a lot. But anyway, now Kings of Leon, I like them because, I mean, a lot of their music is very hook-driven. Um, even though it's not necessarily what you would consider pop music, it's got that same kind of formula to it. Like it's it's built around a hook and a lot of times it's very bass driven. Their bass guitarist writes a lot of good, good lines for them. And they, they, it feels like a song is centered around that. And I
0: love that. Um, another one. I mean, I'll give it to you. They had, I think, the only song that, you know, I liked, per se, of Kings of Leon was Sex on Fire. That was, like, one of their biggest ones and You Somebody. But, I mean, other than that, you know, it's just one of those where really didn't kind of fall on my radar. I mean, I don't know if it's just because they fell on your radar because they're, you know – Tennessee local boys out of Mount Juliet, but I don't know. Well,
1: it was more like, so Use Somebody, I think, was the first song I ever heard of theirs, and then it was Sex on Fire, and I just, I got that album, and I listened to it, the whole way through and it was just banger after banger after banger for me and even the next album that they put out um so the one that had sex on fire was called only by the night the one after that was um come around sundown that one had a lot of good songs on it too like pyro from come around sundown if you haven't heard that one just give it a listen it's it's magical all right it's weird to say that it sounds weird when I use those words, you know, and I make those mouth sounds and to hear those coming out of my mouth, but no, for real,
2: it's, uh,
0: it's, it's just really good. Yeah. 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 Um, One that was on my radar back then too, that I listened to the shit out of and it, and <laughs> you know, this goes is another one is you can probably agree with me is uh, 30 Seconds to Mars.
1: I can almost agree with you. There are like three 30 Seconds to Mars songs I actually like. Only three. Um, maybe even just two. <laughs> There's The Kill. <clears throat> There's The mm-hmm. Kill and From Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Those are like the only two songs that I'm just like, I, I can jam out to. hmm Jared Leto's got a good voice. It's just they were never much of my 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 uh, my jam, you know.
0: Uh-huh. Now let me uh, let me uh, let me ask you this though: What do you think of Jared Leto's acting career? So
1: I have nothing against his acting career. Um, the first thing I remember seeing him in ever was Fight Club. And then after that, I saw him in, uh, what is it? Requiem for a Dream, I think is the name of the movie. And dude, that movie will fuck with your head. I swear, if you haven't seen it, it really will. Um, but then he's been in tons of stuff. And like, I've got nothing against his acting.
0: Mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people don't... Re- I think what a lot of people also didn't realize, too, is that all those movies that you named off of a lot of people didn't know he was in them because they mainly just knew him from suicide squad. Right.
1: Yeah. um, A lot of people are like, wait, that's the 30 seconds to Mars guy or wait, that the Joker has a band. What? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. But yeah, fight club was the first movie I ever saw him in. And yeah, I don't think he even really had any speaking parts much in that whole movie. But it was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I will still sit down and watch Fight Club if it comes
0: on. Oh yeah, Fight Club is a is a damn good movie. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm I'm looking through his uh his uh credits and whatnot, his uh, acting credits, his movies. Yeah, he's, he's been in a lot of them, but I think the ones where people really only know about him actually being in there was when he did Suicide Squad.
1: Suicide Squad and, sad to say
0: it, Morbius. Yep, yep, Morbius, which is another movie, which is a movie I haven't seen yet, which I want to see. I've heard pretty some good things about it. Um, Don't look at Rotten Tomatoes, then. <laughs> um. Another thing, too, that a lot of people don't realize, too, is he was in the movie House of Gucci as well. I haven't seen that. Huh. Yep. Yeah, he was in that, too, which is surprising. And the character that he plays, you will not believe that is Jared Leto. That is him. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh huh.
1: So for my next one, and this one isn't so much a band, but a single artist. But I think about um, songs that he came out with in the early 2000s. Um, I got Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne? Lil Wayne, yeah. We were talking about bands. Well, okay, I I hear you, but music in general.
0: Well, heck, if I didn't know that, my list would have been 50 damn people. Well, All right, I can. What what what, what you got on Little Wayne? I ain't gonna give it to you, man. Little Wayne is. I mean, he's he he's up there. Like especially, like he started out young. He did. He
1: really did. But I think about lollipop, mm-hmm. a millie, stuntin' like my daddy. You know, songs like that uh, got money. It, stuff that came out from you know we're talking like 2006 and on up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, No, little Wayne, little Wayne. We're talking about, you know, our favorite people from that time period. That's he's one of mine.
0: Okay. I gotcha. So what do you think is his, what do you think in your personal opinion is your number one song by Lil Wayne? Oh, my
1: number one song. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, it's not from the early two thousands, but I did like. Ah, um, oh, jeez, where's it at? I had it right in front of me. I'm not good at remembering song names, man. I have to have it right in front of me. Like I, I know it when I hear it, but I have to be like reading the title. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Ah, jeez. So he was on "Forever" with Drake. His verse on that was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I can still always go back and listen to "Amelia" and "Lollipop" a hundred times over and
0: be just fine. Mm-hmm. See, "Lollipop" is a damn is a is a damn good song that he did, but it got so overplayed. Yeah,
1: it kind of did. But I don't hate it. Yeah. I mean, I also think <laughs> about you know the Frame Henley version of that song, right? When
2: they covered oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah, I know
0: Frame and Henley all too well.
2: They're another uh, local voice from Baxter.
1: <clears throat> Drop the world. That's the one I was trying to think of, and it would not come to my brain. Drop the world by Lil Wayne. Okay. I got ice in my veins, blood in my eyes, hate in my heart, love in my mind. You know, that one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm all
1: too familiar with Framing Hanley. But yeah. Their cover of that is iconic, too. I mean, mm-hmm. seriously, I think that's the only thing people really know of them, too. hmm.
0: Yep. Uh, Another one that I'm going to give a mention and shout out to. And you can we can kind of debate this is Seether uh, oh dude
1: love me some old Seether new stuff not as much but like their old stuff mm-hmm. gasoline the remedy um broken with Amy Lee
2: mm-hmm.
0: they are so good mm-hmm. and what I think is funny too is they're out of fucking South Africa Right. Well, I think only two dudes in the band left are
1: from South Africa. I think the rest of them they've they've kind of swapped out members a few times. But yeah, um, Sean and Dale are the only two left in the band that are um, that are still in the band from South Africa.
0: Yeah the the whole Seether Evanescence Amy Lee days that's just you know. And, uh, and speaking of Amy Lee and Evanescence, the song, um, call me when you're sober. Yes. Is based off of her and Sean's kind of on again, off again relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was, um. You know, she, during a time when they were, like, splitting up, she wrote that song. Uh, and then I think he got pissed off and came back with a whole, a whole album about her after that. Yeah. But, yeah, it's just
0: crazy. Uh-huh. Another cool thing, too, about Amy Lee is she actually went to uh, MTSU for about two to three years for music until she formed uh, uh, Evidescence.
1: Yeah, I think I heard that. I I haven't really like, looked into her background very much, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere.
0: Yeah, that's kind of mad too because that was around the time when I was I forget when she went to NPSL. Yeah,
1: it's, it's been a minute, but you know we're old now too, so what can you do? I mean, either.
0: heck, she's—I mean, she's only forty-one. She still looks fucking incredible.
1: Yeah, she's not that much older than us. I'm just
0: saying, like, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: she would have won, it's probably been a minute. Mm-hmm. Well, while you're looking up that. I'm going to go ahead and move on to the next one that I had.
0: Yeah, it was around uh, about 2000, 2001 when she went to MTSU. Gotcha. So it was before I even lived in Tennessee.
2: Okay, okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Interesting fact. Did not know.
0: Yeah, she was only there for about a year or so, and then but well, she was there, and she dropped out after like she's only there for a semester because I guess that's when uh, Evanescence she started focusing on that, and that's when they got signed in two thousand one. Word, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, because then after from, that, she moved to L.A.
1: Yeah, nobody ever hangs around in Tennessee for very long. Nope, always moved to L.A. Fucking bastards. LA, New York, Georgia. Yup. Nobody wants to stick it out. Of course, uh I can't say anything. I've been looking at places outside of the state too, but that's a whole other story.
0: <laughs> All right. So what 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 you got next? Next up I had Death Cab for Cutie. Okay. That's another one where I totally kind of forgot about them. Not really on my radar back in the time, but I do know of them and whatnot. Never really listened to them, but I do know of, I, I do know them. So,
1: Well, they're one of those, and I tend to do this with a band. Like if I find somebody I like, then I'll do a major deep dive on their music. Like once I find out about them, I'm like, oh man, this is so good, you know? And then I want to have it all. Um, And I I did that with them the first time I heard the song, I will follow you into the dark.
2: Uh Um,
1: And that was off of the plans album from 2005. Um, And at that time I started getting into them. It was shortly after I found them that they did the next album that had, um, I will possess your heart, which is the one that's got that. I I don't know if you've heard it or not, but it's got the super long, jammy kind of intro where they're just sitting there jamming no vocals it just it builds and builds and builds and then it finally moves into the part where uh ben gibbard starts singing um but it just it's so good it's another one of those it starts with a bass line it builds around that and it just keeps going and going and then it finally reaches a crescendo and then the song like actually starts at that point it's Mm -hmm. just yeah amazing
0: uh-huh, um, but yeah, I know like I said, I never really got into into them a whole lot um one though that I but uh another one though back from that kind of time era, you know getting out of middle school going into high school um I forgot my list inside, but uh one of them is uh three days grace,
2: oh yeah, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: three days grace um they. I listened to them um, whenever I Hate Everything About You came out. Loved that song. And that album had some good songs on it. Um, Home is another good one. And then after that, I think it was, what's the name of it? 1X, I think is the name of the next album.
0: Yeah. um, Mm Yeah. Yeah. One X is an album because that's the one that had a animal I have become. Yeah, yeah.
1: That song, Riot, was really good. Yep. I got hooked on Riot, weirdly enough, because of a WWE game. <laughs> it was one of the songs on the soundtrack of that, and you could even use it as your intro music when you created a character.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, another one that I've got to throw out there, too, speaking about video games, is from Ponyhawk Pro Skater back in the day, uh, Rage Against the Machine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think
1: that was actually the first time I heard a Rage song and actually knew who it was Mm -hmm. just because it was on the game, but yeah.
0: Yep. Yep, yep. Yeah, and, you know, a lot of these... What I think is cool too, like going through like high school and whatnot is when they came out with rock band and whatnot, and it introduced you to like unless if you were already musically you know like up with the bands and whatnot it introduced a lot of people to different bands that they probably never even heard of right like there's some there's some on there on like. And I and I think it's funny too, when they originally came out with the first rock band, like the the original rock band game. Yeah. All the songs that were on there, they when they were producing the game and whatnot, they went to all the artists and whatnot that they wanted that they wanted to use their songs, and they went to all of them and all of them told them no, they don't wanna They told them no, we're not going to use your songs. So what they did was, is they brought in just a random, you know, random musicians and whatnot, and they recorded all the songs that were on uh, Guitar Hero for the original Guitar Hero because they all because all the bands told them no, we don't, no, we don't want no part of it. You're not using our music. We're not giving you the rights. So they recorded that stuff by themselves. Well, that's why if you play the original Guitar Hero, the very first one that came out. None of the actual bands, none of the actual music and the song and the singing was from the actual bands. But that all changed when they came out with Guitar Hero 2, because they were like, all the bands that they wanted, all the bands were saying, holy shit, Guitar Hero did so good. We want, like, yes, use us. Here you go. Yeah. I just found that, I was like, that's weird. It takes one video game to do really well, and then all the bands out there are like, hell yeah. You can use our use our use our song, contract. Well, one of the bands actually, uh, it
1: was one of the ones I had on my list. Well, there's actually two of them, um, but they were both on the Rock Band, you know, soundtrack. Um, but one of them was The Killers. Uh huh. Love me some of The Killers.
2: Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, I know they were on Rock Band. I'm not sure if they were on Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero, no, I don't think so. Um, but definitely they were on Rock Band. The song uh, When You Were Young, mm-hmm. that one was on there. And they'd already like been blowing up for a little bit whenever that song was put in the video game.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I remember the first time I heard them, um, I was 16 working at a Burger King. and <laughs> You worked at I Burger a, King, too? Showday, the most, that was my first like real job. Um, I had a manager who I had a crush on at the time. Oh lord. And she uh had way better music taste than I did back then. And she was like, Hey, I think you might like this and burn me a CD to let me have to listen to. Um, CDs, for those of you who are young enough to not know, were these little compact. Laser discs that you would play <laughs> in your car. Um, yeah, it's we've was, entered.
0: Yeah, and, and 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 this was even before, like, you even had to have the portable CD, your portable CD player with the uh tape adapter that you had to stick in there in order to listen to them before they right. came out with before they came out with CD players for cars, right? Now, I
1: have one of those because. Even uh, when I was 16, I was still driving a car from 1990.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, it started but, with the tape adapters and then it went to the uh, FM transmitters. And then they finally were like, why don't we just put CD players in cars? Right. But now that manager, they don't even put CD players in cars. Like, I got a brand new 12, I had a brand new, still have it. It's a bought it brand new in 2019, didn't even come with a CD player. Like,
1: Everybody's switching to that auxiliary cable or you know, hooking up through the
2: USB now. Hell, mine don't even have that, it's just Bluetooth. No, Bluetooth works, yeah.
1: But no, that manager she, she gave me that CD and I listened to it and I was just, like, oh, this is so good. I think I'm in love with you.
0: Uh, um, and, and I bet you wish you she gave, I bet you wish she could give you something else too. We're not getting into all that. <laughs>
2: Oh, we ain't going down that rabbit hole.
1: No, my wife might listen to this. And
2: That's like way before she went metro. But yeah,
0: moving on. Moving on. What you got? Uh oh, shit. where do you want me to begin? Uh, how about we go with some under oath? Yes.
1: Love me some like especially old school under oath when they were like this you know um, like early emo
0: band Um, oh yeah love their stuff dude yeah like 2006 and whatnot with like writing on the wall and writing writing on the walls and whatnot and it's a funny thing I was actually I was actually listening to their latest album that they dropped uh last year 2022 it's actually a damn good album yeah
1: their sound has kind of like evolved and changed over the years and they are still so good but those early songs um like I, you were talking about around that 0406 kind of dates um mm-hmm. those years the songs that came out back then though hold a special place in my heart just for nostalgic purposes that's when i found them that's when I started really listening to them and they were one of the first bands that actually got me into some of the like uh, post-hardcore you know Screamo kind of stuff yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah. and like I I, I can't even count how many times I've seen Under Oath at Rocket Town when Rocket Town was in its heyday in, in Nashville yeah like they played Rocket Town so many, so many times. It's like every time, like they play them at least two to three times a year. Yeah. And, and for a lot of people, for a lot of you guys out there that don't know what we're talking about, I'll elaborate on here and just, just real quick, um, Rocket Town back in the day. Um, it was like the go-to music venue for all your emo bands and, 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 and whatnot like Under oath and a bunch of all those and and it was just it was one of those where they had shows literally every night of the week all the time and I was there pretty much god every every fucking Friday Saturday and Sunday seeing a show and it's just ridiculous uh, but yeah, that was back when that was back when Rocket Town was in their was in their heyday and now they're just kind of
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't even been to see a show in like I don't know, 2 or 3 years like right before COVID hit, I went and saw um Borns at the Ryman. That was the last show that I saw and I think that was in 2019. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you remember at all were you were you still out in BFP? Were you, were you in the area when uh, that uh, little hole in the wall music venue in downtown was around? Called the Muse. It was called the what? The Muse.
1: Uh, no, I. If I was around, I don't remember it.
0: Yeah, that was another. That was another like little hole in the wall kind of. Music venue that had like a like it was it was so shitty and, and whatnot, but it was great. It had like a crappy bar in the front with seating, and then in the back it'd be like this little like the whole building was like almost the size of a waffle house. That's how small this place was. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking, but it was it was great. It was. It was awesome and they had some damn good shows there like i saw suicide silence there oh wow and uh and uh another band there that i can't remember the name of them but yeah they they had they got they got some pretty good shows in there because a lot of the bands back then they didn't like doing big um it was all shell paris that was the other band all shell paris and suicide silence they they were there and it was a it was Damn good show, you know, a little small, small thing, but it was great.
1: Yeah, I never went to that venue, but going back to Rocket Town, though, one of the bands I have on here that I saw at Rocket Town, Yellow Card. hmm I saw them out there. I, I don't remember what year it was, but. Man, they put on such a good show. And it was right before their drummer LP had left the band. Um, and dude was a phenomenal drummer. But I remember seeing them and they had uh every avenue opening for them, and that was before every avenue really I mean, I wouldn't even say they got huge, but it was before they started getting big. Um, But, yeah, Yellow Card, though, man, the early days, too, with like Ocean Avenue, Breathing, Only One. And then they put out the Lights and Sounds album, which a lot of people were like, "Eh, I don't know about this because it was darker. Right. Hmm. But it was still super good. And, you know, they just they can't go wrong with me um i I don't think they can do any wrong i like
0: yellow card yeah um last show that i saw at rocket town was um american head charge and bleed the sky and a funny thing is is when american head charge played rocket town it was like no bullshit literally me and maybe like 15 or 20 other people that was it because apparently the promoter that they had hardly ever never promoted hardly ever promoted it so nobody knew they were coming to town to rocket town and i happened to just be stumbling across uh rocket town's website one night i'm like oh shit american head charge is coming here like damn because uh, American Head Charge, they're a, they're a local band out of Minneapolis. They're originally from Minnesota, out of Minneapolis. And that's where I've known them from. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm going to go see them. And then that's when I saw Bleed the Sky. And it was, you know, it was great. Bleed the Sky, they kind of, Bleed the Sky really never got as big as I would have liked them to. But they had some they had some pretty damn good songs. And And same with American Hedgehogs, they got pretty big, but not like you know, nobody ever hardly ever talks about. Right. Who else you got? Uh let's see here. I'm gonna go all right, little little side note. When I first heard this band in high school, this goes to show tell you how old I am. When I first heard this band i was in high school and when i heard them, this, their their song at the time i literally thought that it was a chick until i saw the video for it and then i'm like holy fuck but and then i was like they're pretty damn good it's coheed and cambria
1: love me some coheed and
0: cambria I will say this though. I will say this. I love Koheat and Cambria. They sound fucking phenomenal. You know, their music is great and whatnot, but their energy and whatnot that they have to put in their songs, they kind of they really disappointed me live.
1: Huh. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them live, but like I've seen videos of them playing live. Yeah. Um and, and I can kind of get that vibe from it but the songs themselves though yeah. The the stuff that Claudio comes up with lyrically and it's you know when you think about the the Coheed and Cambria storyline and all the the songs going along and you know he he did the the graphic novels and all that stuff along with it it's just mind blowing that he's telling this whole story and it's just so cool to me. I I wanted to do something like that so bad, but it's kind of hard to do all that whenever you're writing a whole bunch of stuff just by yourself. Um, But no, I mean, I love me some Coheed. I mean, I like
0: welcome home is just a fucking phenomenal song, but when they perform it live, they always usually save it for like their closing song, and it that song because of the energy and how the vocals are and how they're so high. They they should either open with that or have it somewhere in the middle of their show because they closed with it. When I saw him live, and you could just tell that he was like, "All right, I'm done. I'm tired." Let's just get through this shit as quick as we can because it's just it takes a lot of energy to do that song.
1: Yeah, I can understand
2: that,
0: you know, but not throwing shade, I don't know. their music is great, it's phenomenal and amazing, but yeah they're they're just one of those where they're better on record and whatnot than they are. On.
1: Yeah, I'll give you that one. Like I said, I've never seen them live. I've seen videos of them playing. Um, but still, their music is amazing. I would listen to it anytime. Mm-hmm. So, one of the next ones that I had um, Fallout Boy. Okay.
0: Yeah, I actually had them on my list too.
1: I love the old Fallout Boy stuff. Um, pretty much everything up until around the year 2008. After that, I kind of stopped listening. You know, they took a break. Um, But everything up to that point, though, pure magic. Uh, I just, you know, from under the cork tree with Sugar We're Going Down, that was the song that really put them out there along with Dance Dance. Um, Uh And they just... They really made a name for themselves. But weirdly enough, one of my favorite songs is one that's not even a single that ever got really released. Um, it's called the patron saint of liars and fakes off of uh, the, take this to your grave album. The one that came out before from under the cork tree. Mm-hmm. It's just so damn catchy. I can't get over it. And along with Grand Theft Autumn, that's another another really catchy one. I, I dare anyone to listen to that song a few times and then not sing along the next time they hear it. Mm-hmm.
2: Agreed. Oh. You good? Yeah, I just had a burp. Gross. We're good. Hey,
1: better out than in. That's part of being an ugly bastard.
0: Mm-hmm. Wait till they start coming out the other end. But, anyways, uh, we're not going there. No, nope, we're not going down that rabbit hole tonight. Um, another one I'm going to throw out there, too. Um, kind of touched on it a little bit earlier, but Evanescence. Yep. Yep.
1: Like, I, I like me some Evanescence.
0: Yep. Back in the day, boy, Amy
1: Lee. A man, that woman can sing. Oh, sing, sing, can. sing. Hell yes, she can. She has got such range and power in her voice. Mm-hmm. Oh
0: man. Yep. Have you have you listened to their latest album that they dropped? I think it was last year. Let me
1: If it's recent, I can go ahead and tell you no. I haven't really listened to them since the album they had Don't Call Me When You're Sober came out.
0: Well, after this podcast, go and listen to their latest album. I will tell you what it is here in just a second. Oh, it came out in 2021. Okay. And it's it's called The Bitter Truth. I'll check it out for sure. I
1: I haven't listened to any of their newer stuff. Well...
0: The Bitter Truth when they came out with this album they kind of went back to their original heavier you know, heavier music, more darker lyrics and whatnot and everything like that and it is I would say, I and I'll fight everybody on this because I because The Bitter Truth, I listened to that from beginning to end and it is, and I will fight this but it is probably one of their best albums they've put out. Okay. In, my per- in my personal opinion.
1: Well like I said, I'll give it a listen. I just haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's been a long time since I actually sat down and listened to anything that they've put out.
0: Yeah, it's I mean
2: it's it's good.
1: So going back to big names you know, you threw out Evanescence there. Another one that's, it got popular in the early 2000s and it's still going strong, Breaking Benjamin. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. They're actually another one of those. I found them through a video game soundtrack and started listening to them. Um, and it's just, they've, they've, put out so much good stuff. Now, I will say in the most recent years, some of their stuff sounds a little repetitive. Some of their songs, you know it's them, mm-hmm. but all their songs start to kind of sound the same after a little while. Yep. But, you know, we're talking bands of the early 2000s. They're one of them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And a little side note too: Evanescent's latest album that came, that the one that they released, the one I was just talking about, um, the Bitter Truth, it was actually, it actually went number one on the U.S. Top Hard Rock Albums chart back when it came out. Oh, word. Mm-hmm. It was number one on the U.S. Top Hard Rock Albums and number one on the U.S. Top Tastemaker Albums from Billboard. That's cool to know. Yep. And it went number two on the U.S. Top Rock Albums so they're still doing pretty good for themselves oh yeah considering it was their first album with new material since 2011 of all new material since 2011 wow mm-hmm. I mean at that I mean it's Amy Lee for fuck's sake oh yeah oh damn I didn't know that what Shit. Oh, I'm looking at the the stuff on their album you know they recorded the Bitter Truth album yeah. in Nashville.
2: That's kind of cool.
1: I mean, I'm not surprised that like that it would necessarily be Nashville because Nashville's got like a whole shit ton of really good recording studios. I mean, Jack White has his own studio and everything set up out here, so. Uh
0: uh-huh. Yeah, they uh, they recorded it at three different studios in Nashville.
2: Sweet, mm-hmm.
0: Bastard. all right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, if I would have known that. I would have went like, "Amy, I love you."
1: <laughs> Standing outside the studio, holding up a
0: cardboard sign. Damn right! I didn't nah, know I had. I'd have a big old boombox. box.
2: You yeah. <laughs>
1: know.
0: Yeah. But, that uh, would be a sight to see. Oh, hell yeah. Get the trench coat, like uh, uh, what his face did in that movie. Can't think of the name right now.
1: And I think the movie was say anything, but I don't remember what dude's
0: name was. Yeah. Um, I can't think of the guy's name who played him, but yeah. He played that character. But uh, yeah. Uh, Another one I'm going to throw out there too that I totally forgot about until last night when I was listening to uh, YouTube music while having a cigarette is Theory of a Dead Man.
1: I never really got into them. And the reason I didn't is because their sound, especially starting out, they reminded me of like a nickelback knockoff. I
0: can see where you're coming from.
1: The only song I like by them was bad girlfriend and that's just it's it's like one of those you hear at some dive bar and Uh some 40 year old woman gets up starts singing at the top of her lungs while trying not to (laughs) spill her beer Yeah, i've actually seen that a couple of times so i know exactly what you're
0: talking about
1: yeah yeah Uh, you you know that's that's the kind of vibe i get from it but that's to me that's entertainment uh, yeah, that is entertainment
0: until she falls off the bar. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I've seen that happen, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh
1: So one of the ones that I had and I have you ever heard of the band Emery?
0: Yes, I've heard of them, never really listened to their stuff, but I have heard of them. I think I might have, you know, I've heard of them.
1: I I can't even remember where. It was a long, long time ago. Um, They were playing a show, and I can't even remember where. I want to say it was in the Nashville area somewhere. But I saw them, and it was just the greatest thing. They're another one of those, like early 2000s, started off as like a more emo band kind of sound. Um, But they are so good. One of my favorite songs by them. gosh oh two to oh six i don't remember the exact date range let me check real quick but the name of the song is disguising mistakes with goodbyes and it is such a good song um and it's just that's what got me hooked on them they have a whole bunch of other really good ones walls um the cheval glass Uh, ponytail parades i mean it's just their stuff is so so good but you know as i've said before that early emo stuff and like some of the pop punk, but like really the the emo screamo kind of vibe that was my jam driving around in an old beat up ford like i said flannel shirt cowboy boots listening to emo music was (laughs) me back in those days
0: Oh God! I wish I would have seen that. That would have been
1: great. Well, it's not much different from what I look like now. Only I didn't have a stick of beard back then. I know. I'm just saying it would have been great.
0: Uh, yeah, I never, never really listened to them a while But I know, but like I said, I know of them. I've heard of them and whatnot. But I've never really listened to them and whatnot. I might have, I might have seen them when they when Rocket town was in their heyday. I'm not sure. Yeah, I couldn't, that might've even been where
1: I saw it. Like I said, it was so long ago. I don't remember. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, but, how it might've been one of the times when they probably were there opening or on tour with under oath. Cause I know they under oath too. They toured with a lot. Of
1: different... Yeah, it, it could have been, um, but they're just, Emory was one of those bands from back during that time. Um, I got hooked on them and they're just, they're still in my playlists now.
0: One that I've got to mention is, and I'm going to throw this out there. He was, in my opinion, one, uh, a damn good artist. And it's too bad that we lost him. Uh Rest in peace, Mr. Chester Pennington, but is uh, Lincoln Park.
1: Yeah, I had them on my list, too. Um, they're another one of those, though, for me. Like, I listened to some of their stuff, and then they took a break. And when they started back up again, I never got back into them. But um, what was the name of their first album that came out? I can't remember. Was it Hybrid Theory? Was that the name of it?
0: Uh I believe so. I'm looking that up right now. I believe Hybrid Theory was their first album. With like in the end and um
1: paper cut and it it just it had some good songs on it. And then after that they had Meteora, which was another really good one that had um Numb and uh oh faint. It was just that was another one that had some really good songs on it.
0: Yep. Another one was too that another and another reason why I had to throw, you know, Lim- or uh Lincoln Park. Oh, I almost said Limp Biscuit. Uh, Lincoln, hey,
1: hush your mouth. I like Limp
0: Bizkit. Hey, they're good, but they're okay. I'm not gonna throw shade at them. You know, I did you know, rock the shit out of Limp Bizkit back when they were good, back before. Um, Fred Durst just became batshit crazy psycho. Um, but what I was gonna say is is when Lincoln Park and Jay Z did that collaboration on their on uh, that
1: album that they put out. Yeah, I think the name of it was Collision Course or something like that.
0: Yeah that that was like that was just cool as shit. Like
1: that stuff is phenomenal. Yeah, that was really good. Combo right there, like it was, it was really, really good. Yeah, Collision Course. Hey, look at that! My memory still serves me right. I didn't even have
0: to Google that one.
2: Hmm.
0: Yeah, that was that was a damn good. Yeah, it came out in two thousand four. I was a freshman in high school when that came out. God damn, I'm old. We're the same
1: age. Stop that. Hey, that came out in two thousand four. I know. We're talking about bands from the early 2000s, though. I mean, what what did you expect? Anywho. What else? Yeah. All right. So this is, I think, the last one on my list that I had. Um,
0: Amber Lynn. Okay. That's another one that I know of. I've heard of them. Never really listened to them a lot because they weren't really on my radar. But I know of them and heard of them.
1: Yeah. Um, they've been going strong for a long time. They also like the band quit, took a break. Um, when did they break up? It was 2014. And then around 2018 or so, they started coming back together and doing shows and they've been putting out music since then, I think. Um, but they, they're one of those again, early high school days, all that good emo vibes. Um, they just, they hit right in the fields. And it's one of those, I, I still, I still listen to them. I've got a whole Spotify playlist of songs that I listened to in high school um, that I go back and will play over and over. And my kid hates me for it. <laughs> we'll be sitting in the car and she'll be like, Oh, can we can we change this to something else, please? Like no. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're listening to dad's music. That's what we're doing today.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's just like my wife when we're driving. There's some stuff I turn on. She's like, What the fuck are you listening to? This is what I listened to back in high school. You don't like it, tough shit, get the hell out the car wall. But what kind of stuff did she like to listen uh, to? I'm gonna have to country. Yeah. But she she Mainly country, but she likes a lot of the. Uh, she likes a lot of old school rock and roll, like Kiss, Ozzy, Zeppelin, Queen. Okay. You know. Yeah, she doesn't
1: even look past the country as long as it's not the you know the trash pop country Florida Georgia line stuff. I can't stand that. No, much.
0: she she grew up on a lot of the old country, like Conway Twitty and. Uh, Johnny Cash and um, Waylon Jennings and you know George Strait, Garth Brooks. She loves Garth Brooks. Um, well, because
1: Garth Brooks is awesome. I'll I'll, I'll say that
0: I love yeah. some Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. And she also, you know, she also likes the newer stuff too. Like you know the newer stuff, like uh, but. Like uh, Miranda Lambert. um, Nah, I can't do it. uh, Blake Shelton. Definitely not. uh, Luke
1: Bryan can go, like, with his skinny jeans, he can go fuck off somewhere. (laughs) Man ain't never worked a day in his life. You want to see something funny? See if you can pull up on YouTube the video of the time he shot a deer.
0: Actually, I think I've seen somewhere. I'm like, I, I think I've seen that either on TikTok or YouTube, but I know what you're talking about. It's pretty fucking fun. But uh, I just, any-
1: I, I can't understand why a grown man be <laughs> acting like that. But anywho.
0: But anywho, getting off the topic of what we've been talking about, I want to throw out this last one there and see what you think about it. But my last one for tonight is I've got to throw this out there. And it's just one of those where, Every time I hear it, I just go back to middle school slash high school again, and it's some forty one.
1: Okay, I, I can get down with some some forty one. Um, Fat Lip definitely, um, the Hell song. Uh huh. You know they they had some good stuff. Like they're they're in more of the the pop punk kind of category, but yeah yeah, yeah. I like me some some forty one.
0: Yeah, I mean some forty one. It was it was. It was great, you know, that and, I mean, another one that you can't go wrong with, too, is Green Day. They've, they've been around for so long, it's ridiculous. Oh, hell yeah. And surprisingly enough,
1: neither one of us has thrown out yet Blink-182. Yeah,
0: that's another one, Blink-182. Um, and I'm so glad that Tom is back in the band. Yes, but another thing, but the one thing that sucks though, all of us from that generation and era are so pissed that their tickets are so fucking expensive. Oh my God.
1: Yeah, I mean, I haven't even, yeah, I started seeing memes about it and shit. And I was like, dude, I looked at ticket
0: prices. I looked at ticket prices and man, like the cheapest tickets I found, nosebleeds, were like 200, almost $300. I'm like, no. No. Yeah, I wouldn't pay that for nosebleeds, um, but... No. Hell no. Hell to the no. I'll, I'll sit there and listen to every single one of their damn albums on YouTube music and just go from there. But, yeah.
1: I still, though, I'm just... I'm super excited that Tom is back with the band. Mm-hmm. Nothing against uh, Matt whenever he was filling in, but...
0: Yeah. Man, Tom... Tom DeLonge is, is, in my opinion, Blink-182. You can't have Blink-182 and not have Tom DeLonge in there. Yeah, when That's, he left, left Blink-182 and did his own thing with Angels and Airwaves, it never really, that, that band never really took off. But Which is sad, because they're awesome too. Yeah, they, which was sad. They were a damn good band. But, you know, Blink-182 was his career. But like you said, I'm glad he's back. So happy about it.
1: Well, man, that's all the bands that I had lined up for tonight. Um,
0: yeah. you know, that, uh, that was most of my list. I still had a couple. Of, I still got a couple of them on there, but we can we can touch on some of those on the next episode. But yeah, it's it'll. Yeah, I mean, I'll go ahead and plug the uh, the socials real quick. Um, Most definitely, most definitely. Plug them socials. We need more people.
1: Yeah, so we're on Facebook um, at the capital T, capital U, capital B, apostrophe S podcast, the Tubbs podcast. And I'll say it every time. um, Facebook is a dick for not letting us put the Two Ugly Bastards podcast as the title. Um, But we are also on Twitter we've got a Twitter page up now. Um, you can find us at two bastards on Twitter. We have an Instagram account, the two ugly bastards podcast. So just hit us up on there. Um, we'd love to hear from anybody who's out there listening and we want to see some engagement. You know, we, we want that engagement. We're just starting out, you know, we're nobodies, but, um, we, we want to hear from anybody who's listening. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like.
0: Get into a fight with us on Twitter. We don't care. Um, yes, please give us feedback. The more feedback you get, the better our stuff will get. Like he said, we are just starting out. We're nobodies. We're new to the game. But this is, this is a long haul. So, please, feedback is a must. You know, tweet. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And throw your opinions out there. We are open and welcome to opinions. Everybody's got their own opinions. We might not agree with them, but hey, we'll, we'll debate them on an episode. If we think they're debatable enough, we'll debate them. You know, Opinions Time are like buttholes. Everybody's got one. Show us yep. yours. Exactly. Opinions,
1: not buttholes. No, you can show there. us your butthole, too. I'm good on Just- the buttholes if you put it up on either Facebook or Instagram, it will probably get taken down.
0: Yeah. I don't know though, man. Have you seen some of that bris- brisket shit on Instagram? I don't think a butthole will get taken down. You know, I can't say that I go looking for that <laughs> But, But anyways, yes. Like he said, please follow us. All that good jazz. Um, we're going to bid you guys farewell. all that good jazz um but yeah this is the two ugly bastards podcast and hope you like it and we will see you guys on the next episode um if you are listening to us and you do follow on uh facebook or all them other ones we will be posting on there probably what our next topic is going to be so if you see it Tell us what your inputs are. Give us some inputs. We'll debate them. But, yeah, uh, thanks for listening. Y'all enjoy your alls day, night, afternoon, whatever. If you're listen, listening to this on the ride home from work or on the way to work or on your lunch break, appreciate it. And y'all take care. So long, you beautiful buttholes and
1: ugly bastards. Peace.